You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. Today, I awaken to the Word of God. This year, I step into my potential. I dream big, I think abundantly, and I act boldly. I am an overcomer. I declare an open heaven over my life in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Come on, give yourself a clap. All right, you guys can be seated. Oh, boy. Well, it's not going to be boring this morning, that's for sure. And how beautiful is this snow? Some of you, some of you like it. My, my wife's from Texas. She likes heat. But I saw a sparkle in her eye this morning. So I, I see a little shift. Like maybe she's into this thing more than she's letting on. She doesn't want to tell me, but I think, I think deep down it is. And Lilo, man, I was sitting there and I just saw God highlighting you. I was sitting there praising and getting it on. I was just seeing a mighty warrior standing up on the stage. And I want you to know, and I felt, I don't know what it means, but I felt God said, dust it off. Dust it off. Don't let the devil intimidate you. Don't beat yourself up. Dust it off and get off. I've called you to a city to crack atmosphere, to change lives, to influence young adults, to influence young people. Don't sit around and let the devil intimidate you. You're not going to feel bad about nothing. God says, get up, dust it off, and wreak havoc on the enemy, for he's taken out kids left and right. But I've sent a giant to the land to rip down strongholds, and you're who I call. So God, I thank you for this mighty man. God, we ask that you touch him. Put your anointing on him. God, I come against every lie of the enemy right now that will keep keep him out of his rightful destiny, his legacy. God, I break every stronghold, every spirit of intimidation on him right now. God, and I thank you that this mighty man is called to be bold and courageous. He's sending you into the lion's den and nothing will touch you. Nothing will come against you. No weapon formed against you will prosper in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on. I get nervous touching a guy like that. He could just knock me out. But you guys are good. Thank you, worship team. That was great worship this morning. Nathaniel and Heidi, oh my gosh. They were at my campus. All the best. Alex and Tanae were at my campus. What is going on? North, north, yep. We're just an extension. Well, listen, real quick, I, I want to talk to you about this term, and I preached a couple weeks ago, and I just dropped this because I want to reframe it because I don't like when the world rips off, rips off the Word of God. And the word is mindfulness. So real quick, I just want to tell you, it's the quality of state of being conscious or aware of something, mindfulness. And secular mindfulness is a horizontal. In other words, you pay attention only to yourself. It's horizontal. But biblical scripture teaching of mindfulness has to do with the mind of Christ. That means evaluate everything in light of our vertical relationship to Christ. That's mindfulness. In 1 Corinthians 2, 14 to 16, it says this, but people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the scriptures mean. It goes on to say, who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things for we have the mind of Christ. So I wanna tell you there's something super important about you being in alignment 
with Christ. You getting into the word of God to get into alignment. How you know when you're out of alignment? Well, it contradicts the word of God. So if you're never in the word or you're not in community like Awaken, what happens is you can get three degrees off true north and not under, even know that you're off because of your environment. So I wanna just tell you, there's so many examples all throughout the word of God, but honestly, just a couple that I wanna tell you. The apostle Paul reminds Christians that they're called to be mindful and live with an awareness of the presence. That's Philippians 2, one through five, go read it. You guys gotta go on a word hunt. I play games with my kids every night. We talk about what was your high of the day, low of the day, and I want them to express themselves, but when they're on their low of the day, I wanna teach them around how they're feeling emotionally because I want emotionally intelligent kids. I don't want them to be bullied. I don't want them to be intimidated. I want them to be bold and courageous, but you have to do it intentionally. And so what happens is, here's another one. It says, meditation appears in the Bible in the context of spending time studying the word of God. The world will take it and tell you to meditate. But the Bible says in Psalms 48.9 and 63.6, go look them up. It talks about when you wake, think on these things. Meditate them day and night, morning and night. What are the first things you're meditating on in the morning? I hope it's not CNN. What are you meditating on? The last thing about it. I hope it's not The Bachelor. It just started. I had to give a shout out because I know all my employees that watch The Bachelor, they're going to hear me say that because I give them a hard time every day. I would say, just tell me, please, you listen to worship with the same passion you listen to The Bachelor, Okay. What are you laughing about tonight? You know you used to. I'm just sorry. Yep. Prayer is a very practical way. Men's prayer started for me with five guys in a room. But I want to tell you that we do it First Thessalonians 5.17. It is the way to get mindfulness daily. We hold it at our campus, but it started in my house with five guys. And then it blew up to 15, then to 20 guys. And then I got married. And how many know at 5 a.m. prayer, when you're married downstairs and the bedroom's upstairs, that's called counseling. <laughs> and then when we got a campus, Pastor Hurden goes, this is for your marriage. Gave me the keys to the building. I had a key to the building before he had one. because He's like, Get, move prayer there. Now we have over probably 300 men between all campuses praying at 5 a.m. on a Tuesday. Mindfulness. I wanna tell you that it does matter what you think about, you bring about. But when you're in alignment with the word of God, how many know you're gonna bring about different things? Now I'm gonna get to my message. That was like the prelim for somebody. I don't know who. Cheers to you. All right, the ripple effect. How many know that we all, if you don't know what a ripple effect, let me define it for you. TRE, the ripple effect, defined as the continuing and spreading results of an event or an action. A spreading effect or influence. How many know that you're called to be influencers? Okay, three of you, that's cool. But I'm here to tell you, you're all called to be influencers. You will influence people, whether you know it or not, in a negative light or a positive light, no matter where you're at. And in this life, we all create ripples. If I throw a stone into a lake, how many know there's gonna be a ripple? No matter what, you cannot throw a stone into the lake and it not cause. So you are called to be a stone that will have a ripple effect. And today what I wanna do is unpackage the ripple effect that you and I can have. What I love about this, I have a couple videos to really bring this home. A couple things in church, I grew up, you know, we were known as the frozen chosen. And uh, then I came to Awaken, so it was so uncomfortable. Uh, you know, they talked about money, which freaked me out all the time. 
And that's just because I was broke and had a poverty mentality. But once I corrected that, because I got into alignment, I got mindful with the mind of Christ. How many know that helps? Because we're called to be abundant. Give lots of scriptures. We could talk after. But I can tell you that that bothered me. Worship bothered me because I saw hands up in the air. But you know what? It didn't really matter. I only went to church for my parents anyway, so I don't know why it bothered me so much. I was riding on their coattails because I just wanted to go heaven. But I didn't know all the other benefits. Jesus was my salvation, but he wasn't my Lord. And I want to tell you, that was what really has unpacked my life over the last 15 years. And I've been married 14. And thank God for awakening. That's why I'm still married, because I have pastors that care about marriage, sanctity of life, that stand and fight for marriage, that they live an epic marriage. They have an epic life. And we just get into alignment because we're actually getting into this thing, which was a revelation for me. But what I want to talk about in this first video is here's the guy that was broke, living in a trailer with his daughter that had nothing. But this is a ripple effect of what an innocent little thing, because if we could roll this video, that'd be great. Okay, now I'm not saying following him on Instagram. I, I haven't felt anything positive from following him, even though I'm fascinated by him. But here's a guy that was broke in a trailer park that went on a skate ride with ocean spray and within 10 days had 2.5 million followers. The ripple effect so much so, the CEO said that guy's brought more business to Ocean Spray than my entire marketing team, which he fired. <laughs> he bought him a brand new truck and filled it completely with Ocean Spray and said, by the way, if you run out, you let me know, you get whatever you want. Now, that's a ripple effect. I don't know what he's doing with the rest of his life, but that right there, my friends, that was accidental. He had no intention, but he did cause a ripple. So much so, I want to let you know that when you're inauthentic, this is what happens. Here's one of the byproducts of the ripple effect, a girl trying to copy him. Okay, that's just a, a side product of what can go wrong in a ripple effect. Now I want to give you another ripple effect of a girl that only had 1,100 followers and within four days had over 150,000 followers. And I'm going to tell you what happened to this girl. Being authentic. Her real voice, by the way. tell you what this girl's doing. That's good. Uh, calm down, people. Calm down. You can turn it off. 
I want to tell you about this ripple effect. Immediately exploded. She's a freshman in college that would get in front of her Instagram and just play songs that she wrote. Immediately exploded. Due to the one guy on a skateboard that got an idea, she grabbed her ocean spray, did that. It went viral due to her voice, and she just got signed by Justin Bieber last week. Let me just tell you how that ripple effect, whether intentional or not, you all have a ripple effect. Now, why can't we have the same kingdom ripple effect in our life? Yeah, somewhere. But I, I want to tell you that watching that happen was so powerful for me to watch two people. One being inauthentic, girl, never ridden a skateboard in her life, just wanted to get famous, crashes, busted her elbow. And we're all laughing about it to one being authentic, being her true self, just busted it out in an incredible voice that opened up all these doors. Your ripple effect matters. Why church? What is so important about why we come together right now in church? I'm gonna tell you, for me, it's just a couple things. I just have a couple points, but I need you all to get some revelation today because your life can totally change in one moment. All throughout the Bible, the Bible is an accumulation of real events with real people that had revelations, found identity, found truth. But for me, I'm living it out because church should be where you come to get fresh revelation for your life. Not shame, guilted, told you you suck, you got sin in your life. Listen, we all have sin in our life. Has to be a place where you might come in and you need healing. But then you get identity, then you get empowered. And then you get out of your way and focus on kingdom and watch what happens. It's a ripple effect of what church should be. Finding identity and self-worth, I think, is what shifted for me even the most. I came in and I had a revelation. I saw my first person completely healed. You know, Pastor Becca was talking about how her foot was healed. That might not be a big deal to you, but it was a big deal to her. She couldn't run, do the things that she enjoyed. They're big skiers. That was gonna have an impact on this season coming up. All those things, it's a big deal to her. And see, growing up in church, they always say, oh yeah, I'll pray for you. But when I saw my first radical healing of a brain-dead kid in front of my eyes, how many know that messes up your theology? And I realized, here I am, a chiropractor, bringing people into alignment. Sure, I was bringing hundreds of people to the church by the month because I knew it was good for them. I could get them you know, or they could come over here and get some radical healing of a heart, maybe of some mental stuff, maybe some of emotional stuff, whatever it was. And I have hundreds of patients that I have been a part of their unlocking and I get to, do, I get to watch them do huge things. Some become pastors. Pastor Becky and John were just friends of mine that I invited to church. And it was a fight to get them to church. Now there are pastors over one of our largest campuses, best friends that we get to do life with that are amazing people, there was a ripple effect. And the third part is finding community that moves you just from focusing on sin into success. We're still gonna fall short, but you're doing it with people that don't judge you, that love you. How many know they're gonna lift you up, they're gonna carry you, they're gonna walk you through? It's called discipleship, and that's what we're called to be doing as a church, is discipling one another. How do I take someone from this point and bring them to this point? We all need a Paul, we all need a Timothy. There is a ripple effect. I love the awakened ripple because here I was broke, single, and had a lot of issues in my life. You know, I like going downtown. I, you know, they knew me as, uh, you know, it's not a good idea when your uh, roommate is the number one DJ in San Diego at the time. 
because I walk in like, Dr. Matt's here, table service, whatever you need. I was like, oh, I'm not getting out of here tonight. But when I found myself, found purpose, I met my wife on the way to Vegas on a plane. We can get real religious and judgy, or you can let God get in the middle and watch him redeem, restore, and set me up in a completely different way. That's my ripple effect. But I had to change four things. I want you to write these down, grab your phones, write these down, because I want to tell you it will all be a part of it. I call them the fab four. I had to change my thinking. I had to change my behaviors. I had to change my community. And I had to change my heart. See, thinking about change is scary. But actually, change isn't. Change is easy. Thinking about change is hard. But change is actually easy. You know, it's amazing. I didn't realize because I've always believed that. But then what happens is COVID hit, lockdown. Guess what? I go, why the heck am I so stubborn and set in my ways? Forget it all. I'm about family. I'm about it. I'm, a, I'm changing my whole lifestyle. And it was a really good ripple effect for me. It even changed our church. We went to midweek services so we could have Sunday afternoons off to spend time with family. We decided to keep uh, Wednesday nights. We're gonna go full Holy Ghost power. Let's watch people get healed, set free. Let's go radical for the kingdom. Let's just designate Wednesday nights. Let's get radical. If people wanted to be a little conservative, you know, check the box church, they can come on Sunday. You hungry for something radical? Show up Wednesday. It's a ripple effect. And I wanna tell you, those are the four things. Thinking, my behaviors, my community, my heart. People become toxic due to only two reasons, and I wanna help you. Negativity breeds negativity. Toxic people are toxic because of only two things, upbringing or surroundings. How do you shift it? I want this to be practical for some of you. I gotta get you out of where you're at because you might have, a, every one of us have a ceiling, but I need every one of you to understand, let that ceiling be your next floor. You can always level up. My hashtag joking around is levels and lines, but not really a joke, but. So upbringing, how do we shift upbringing? You get into the word of God. You start declaring things over your life. You start washing your mind with the word of God. Whether you believe it or not, you start to speak it, and when you speak it, you rewire your brain. I know you don't believe me, so I'm gonna help you. Number two is surroundings. That's why I love the Awakened community. I know what this church did in my life. I know what it's done for hundreds of people because I brought them all. I knew them before Awaken. I know them after Awaken, okay? And now I'm not saying Awakened church. I'm saying they got Jesus, but then they got discipled through this community. I know lots of Christians that are going to heaven. I just say while they're on earth, it's pretty pathetic. We're not that church. We're gonna poke, we're gonna nudge. How many know that all growth happens outside the comfort zone? Okay, if you didn't know, all growth happens outside the comfort zone. It's a physiology. Perturbation is when two cells divide, they never go back. Healthy cells divide, two to four to eight to 16, next thing you know, you have a child running around. That's how it works. <laughs> Listen, there was research from the Department of the Biological and Clinical Psychology in the Fonduli University in Germany. They found that exposure to stimulus of negativity and toxic people will wire our brain to have stress responses. How many know that during COVID, we're around some people 
that are fearful that we can start to have stress responses ourselves. We don't know if they're smiling or not. We don't know what's going on. We see some public shaming. There's lots of things that are a byproduct of what is happening in our society, but we are called to be the church, the light of the world. And let me tell you, we have all been affected psychologically, whether you like it or not, to what's been going on the last seven months. But this is what the study goes on to say. Plasticity of the brain allows it to mold and change as you practice new behaviors. So we have to, we're not gonna change the world or the environment right now, maybe in 10 days, but right now we're not. <laughs> but what I'm gonna tell you is, you can take control called self-leadership over your life. That means get your praise on, put worship music on, get in the word of God, get around the community and rewire your brain to get into alignment that you don't feel that spirit of oppression upon you so you can get breakthrough in your life. If you don't do just these basic fundamental things, you will start to feel a fog around you. You will feel a spirit of heaviness around you. You will start to have a spirit of fear around you and how do you know? What and who are you attracting in your life? There is a resonance frequency Everything has a vibrational tone. It's science. I'm not getting airy-fairy. It's science. And quantum physics is suggesting that everything has, a, every cell has a frequency. They know cancer cells, whether it's breast tissue or prostate, whether it's colon or whether it's kidney, they all have a different frequency because it's a different tissue. And that different tissue has a different frequency that it vibrates at. So they have to treat it all differently. The same way is true around your environment. There is a frequency that you're allowing yourself to be in that we must change. First Chronicles 4.10, let's talk Bible, okay? There was a man named Jabez. Anybody heard of the prayer of Jabez? Okay, there's a whole book on it, little book on it, or you can read First Chronicles 4 through 10. But this is how important this is. Jabez means he causes pain in Hebrew. His mom named him because pretty much the birth sucked. Jewish customs, though, your name foretells your future. So a vision of what is to come for her son was, you're a pain in the. So his whole life, his name, every time you spoke it, meant pain. And he just said, I don't want this to be. So there was a ripple effect that his mom laid out. But he said, and he refused, so he changed the ripple. He defied the odds, he altered the destiny because he believed in the power of God and cried out daily to him. And this is what it was. This is the prayer that I think every one of us, no matter where you're at in life, can start with. It's First Chronicles 4 uh, and verse 10. It says, oh, that you would bless me. Come on, somebody say bless me. Bless me. I don't know how many wanna be blessed after that, but let's hear it one more time. Someone say bless me. Oh, I feel the blessing. Thank you. Indeed, and enlarge. Say enlarge. My territory. Well, you can say it all now. No, it's good. <laughs> Calm down, okay? Simon didn't say that. Okay. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. Another translation says that you would keep me from evil. He changed the ripple effect by getting out and crying out to God who's the author and the finisher who changed the script. His mom said this, the world said this, 
but he cried out to God and shifted that ripple. No matter what circumstance you're in right now, no matter how bleak it looks like, no matter how down it may be, no matter what your circumstance is, you can change the ripple effect based on your thinking, your heart, your alignment, and your community. I'm just preaching to myself right now, but that's okay. I just wanna give you three real quick hacks, but I wanna tell you, the ripple effect's so much more practical. You know, we showed up here for weeks. I've been just praying about some moves that I wanted to make. And God kept highlighting this city. And so what happened was, I was like, babe, let's just go up there. I'll preach on a Sunday. Let's just get away. Let's go stay at Montage. Let's enjoy ourselves. No kids. Let's get focused. But I, I just kept looking. I mean, God bless Zillow. I mean, God bless it. I mean, it is the biggest vision for my life. I mean, I just fantasize looking at million dollar cabins and homes and man, I just put those pictures up there. My wife just gets more nervous the bigger they get. And I just like, oh, you know, but it, it makes you feel alive in the morning, man. I just, Zillow is like inspiration food for my soul. You know what I mean? And never look at things that are smaller. Never look at what you can afford because where's God in it? Look at what you can't afford. Look at what stretches you. So I want to tell you, we came up here. We landed. I said, I called Vince, and I told him, I don't know why I'm feeling a pull to this area. And honestly, I love it. Joe's in the back. Stand up, Joe. Come on. This, I met Joe. I love it. And I'm going to pray for Joe in a minute. But I want to tell you that I met Joe, and I like Joe. And I just felt something on him. And I said, you know what? I like who he, he, he was creating a ripple effect whether he knew it or not. My wife and I already looked at other property. But I met someone and I felt it in my spirit. I felt it because I'm in alignment with the word and I felt God. It says God, God prepares a way. He directs our steps if we allow him. So I knew God was directing my steps and there was a convergence and I met Joe who I immediately felt there was something on his life. Didn't know he was coming today. As a matter of fact, we invited him. He said, nah. And I'm just glad he's here. But it was awesome because this is a ripple effect. My wife and I, in a moment, because I already knew. I didn't need to even go do it. I already knew God was preparing right there. So I didn't even have to think about it. I just had to think about how fast I could pull the trigger. So we pulled the trigger. We bought a house right up in, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Herber, Heber, right there. So we bought a house. And next thing you know, I called one of my best friends that we love doing crazy things together. And Ryan goes, I'll buy one. So he bought one. And then my wife, we got back to the hotel. She goes, I can't believe you haven't called your pastor. I was like, you know what? I suck. I'm sorry. So then I called Pastor Jurgen. Pastor Jurgen bought one. And I'm not joking, not thinking about it. This is all, it's signed. Money's being transferred. Then what happened was I then felt convicted because John and Becky, Pastor John and Becky are pastors at our Balboa. I called them and I said, John, I don't want you to feel left out. He goes, I'll buy one right now. He's my next door neighbor right so all pastors in our church just bought yesterday. So if you don't think we're invested in this city, but I want to tell you, that's a ripple effect, and Joe was a part of it. Joe, there's an anointing on your life, my friend. You may, well, I just, mm. but here, here's what I want you to understand. I want to give you three really quick in four minutes. I want to help you to get into alignment. How do we do these things? This is living the abundant life. I wasn't always like this way, but when I came and I got healed, I found my identity. I committed myself to the Lord. I promise you, God started directing my paths. 
I can make decisions based on trusting because I'm in the word. Proverbs 16.3 says, commit your plans to the Lord and they will succeed. And I'm gonna tell you why a lot of people can't commit, but point number one, well, there it went. Oh, there it's back. John 10.10, the thief does not come except to still kill and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and life more. Somebody say more, more abundantly. When I came to this house, I could say a lot of things, but I couldn't say more abundantly. My life wasn't living more abundantly. I was living, but it was in alignment with the the world, not the word. And I want you to understand that there has to be this abundant mentality. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about that first word called mindfulness, because we might need to start renewing our mind differently than when how we showed up today. We might need to be looking through a different filter than maybe what you were looking through even yesterday. And there's not judgment on it, but God has bigger plans for you than just waking up, punching a time clock, and then surviving for 50, 60, 70, 80 years, and that's your legacy. That's not what he's called you to this city. Not You didn't come to this house by accident. And some of you may come in and go, that's too much for me. It might not be your time. But when the student's ready, the teacher appears. I've had many people come, friends, and say, whoa, whoa, that's, that's not for me. But guess what? I, the seed got planted and it started to sprout. And every single one of them has ended back. And I've watched their life flourish. Doesn't more, matter where you start, but it does matter where you finish. And I wanna tell you that if you're not living that abundant life, let God start getting in your world. Let's get mindful with the mind of Christ. Let him renew some themes. Let him ex- expose some lies. So maybe things that we grew up with or that we're surrounded ourselves with. Let him give you the instruction to break away from that. It doesn't happen overnight. Come get watered every Sunday, every Wednesday. Get around the right people. But if you want more out of life, for your legacy, for your future, for your kids, let God start to renew a thing. Very simple. The Bible, so I'm like Forrest Gump of preaching. I know, I gotta tell you. And this is, how I gotta break it down for myself to understand it. In Matthew 6, in the NIV, it says, but seek first his kingdom. I grew up a Christian, believed in Jesus, but I was seeking my kingdom first. Matthew 6, this is how we get set apart. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Righteousness means the right way of doing things. And all these things will be given unto you. Not some of them, not a few things, and all these things. Matthew 6, 21 says this, for where your treasure is, I love that Pastor Vince was talking about, there your heart will be also. Here's my revelation. Where your treasure is, your heart will follow. Your heart is a follower. So don't believe the lie that you gotta follow your heart. That's the world. That's the enemy. He wants you to get caught up in emotions. Start making emotional-based decisions that are based on, that's just how my heart feels. But that's not kingdom. Seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added. Don't get caught up in treasure because your heart's gonna follow the treasure. It's kingdom first and all will be added. What was practical for Michaela and I? We put God first. My last example, 
And I think it's so important. God really challenged me. And this is before we were pastors. I'm telling you how the road got to this. But we were just living life. We bought a river house. We were out at our river all the time. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'd come back some Sundays. Some we wouldn't. But God convicted me. He says, are you sinking my kingdom? You're an influencer. Are you sinking my kingdom? And it was so funny because I said, oh, but guys, my only time away. And, you know, I could just watch church online or I could read my Bible. You know, that's church. I got my family. And the Holy Spirit said, that's not seeking my kingdom. And I'm telling you, I talked to my wife and I said, baby, we're not missing church again. We would drive out. We'd go to the river sometimes Thursday night, sometimes Friday nights, three hours out, three hours back. I never missed a Sunday from then on out. I then would tell people because I would speak around the country in my circle of uh, influence and chiropractic. And they would say, hey, we need you on a Sunday. I said, I can't speak on a Sunday. I said, okay, we'll put you on a Saturday last night at night. I said, it's Friday or Saturday morning. I got to be back to church on Sunday. And I had people in the world and even a mentor of mine saying, you're going to miss out on thousands of dollars and multiple uh, life-changing experiences. I said, if I put my trust in man, you're right. But I'm putting my trust in God because I'm seeking first the kingdom. I can tell you that it not only shifted my life, I watched everything in my life change. I got more invites. I got better invites. I got paid more. It opened more doors. And everyone in my profession to this day knows Hubbard don't speak on a Sunday. Hubbard don't miss church. I've had hundreds of people reach out to me to pray for them because they know my stance. They've watched the fruit of my life. And I just made one conviction that I'm gonna seek his kingdom first and all these things. How can I come up here and buy a place? Because all these things have been added unto me. How can I watch the provision of my kids and blessing over my stores and my business? How could during COVID my business go up 30%? Because all these things have been added unto me. It's because I'm seeking first the kingdom. When the world, now let me tell you, at the river, even some people that went to our church, they would stay on Sundays. And once they saw my conviction, once they saw my leadership, once they saw my ripple effect, those people now don't stay on Sundays. They drive back. Now they're worship leaders at our East Campus. Now they're influencing a city. Now they don't have one salon, they have two salons. I'm telling you, when you start to put the kingdom first, things come into alignment. And I just want to encourage you today because the world will get us sidetracked into just getting caught up into our own things. But God's trying to knock on your heart. He's trying to knock on your door. He's trying to show you this isn't legalism. This is just seeking first the kingdom and all these things will be added unto you. It's an interesting concept. When you're stuck in religion, we think it's these things and rules we have to follow. But Jesus came so we could have freedom and liberty. But when you start to get alignment, it's your heart that starts to change. I didn't feel guilt after coming to church. My pastor Jurgen never guilted me to be back. He led by example. He said, have you prayed about it? What are your thoughts? The minute we started doing that, he knew where my heart was. We suddenly got into leadership. Next thing you know, we're preaching. Next thing you know, he says, I want you to take over a campus. And God has been blessing that campus ever since. There is a ripple effect of influence. It starts with you first. It's self-leadership. And then there's leadership and people see your wisdom. They see your faith. They see your hope. They see your love. They want to be around you. I want to go out to lunch with this guy. I met him when I came in. He was bold. He was confident. There was some light on the inside of him. And I want to see who do do I come that's going to have a ripple effect on my life when I show up. If I'm going to pick any, I'm going to see who the influencers are that are a light to the world. That's why I like Joe so much. 
When he walked in, I was just running out to the bathroom. I lit up. My spirit jumped. There's something on Joe's life. He may not even know it, but God is chasing him down, restoring, rebuilding, unlocking, blessing a lot of people that are going to find their destiny. And what he can just say is, oh, I just have a job selling homes. No, no, no. You just got four pastors that are going to shake an entire mountainside that we're going to raise a family up in here. I'm going to teach my kids how to ski. That's called a ripple effect. This is called living a life worth living. Listen, I just want you all to bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm going to pray for you this morning. You gotta understand when you are the ripple effect, people see how you live. You inspire people by living inspired. Why is this church a secret? Right off the freeway. And there isn't people with the line out the door coming to find faith, hope, and love in this house. And I'm gonna encourage you, cause you gotta find it first. When people see how your life has changed because you're drinking out of a fresh spring, a fresh well, and Jesus is restoring everything that's been taken, they're gonna wanna be around you. They want what you have, and they'll follow you to get unlocked in their purpose and their destiny. I wanna pray for two groups of people. One is, if you felt like you're just not, you can't say, I'm living my best life, I'm gonna pray for you. I want God to reveal his true character, that he loves you, that he sent his son to die for you, that he took the keys from the enemy, broke out of hell, and brought redemption and freedom for every one of us in this house. He didn't send his son to start another religion, didn't send his son that you may live in bondage. He came here for you to find freedom and liberty, that you can live out your best life, a kingdom life, seeking first his kingdom, so he can add things to you, so you could be the light of the world. You're not called to be the buzzkill of the world. You're called to be the light of the world. And he's gonna restore. So those of you that have just been beating yourself up or not living your life to the fullest, I'm gonna pray for you. The second group of people is if you've never given your life to Jesus, he's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only one that there's an empty tomb. He's living today. He's doing miracles today. He's restoring marriages today. He's restoring finances today. He's restoring families today. I watched a brain dead child come back to life. MRIs before, MRIs after. It shifted my consciousness of what I wanted to do in my life. I've watched marriages that on the verge that they said they hated each other now fully restored and living for the kingdom. I've watched people with no purpose just caught up in things of the world because they just didn't see far enough out in front of them that are now on fire for the kingdom. Entrepreneurs that are following their dreams. John Day, who was here last week, my worship leader, made six figures, a lot of six figures, a quarter of a million a year big house, three kids, living his best life. But he started hearing from God. He walked away from his job, created his dream business, sold his house to fund it all, lives in a smaller house. And how many know your wife really has to trust you to do that? He's chasing after God and it's called AV Hero. And guess what? It's going to be a multi-million dollar business, but he had to have the faith. Sure, was he scared? But he had a moment with God said, get into kingdom and watch what I do and all these things will be added. 
So if you're in one of those two categories, we just need to break ceilings or you want to give your life for the first time to Jesus because he is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the answer. All the stuff I talked about, if you don't have Jesus, a personal relationship for a personal God in your life, all these things won't happen. Then I'm gonna pray for you. And you know in your heart, it's not about raising a hand, even though we love to look after and disciple you. It's a decision in your heart. After I pray for you and we'll repeat this prayer together, I want you to come find one of our team members up at the front ask for prayer. They want to give you a Bible. They want to give you a book called Following Jesus written by one of our other pastors. Just talks about the important things like where to start in the Bible, maybe what to read, what baptism's like, what's getting filled with the Holy Spirit like, what's walking in power and victory like. It's like the cliff notes. But if that's you today, I want you to repeat this prayer. Heavenly Father, come on, we're all going to say it together. Let's do it. Heavenly Father, I give you my life. I want to live my best life now. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die for my sins. Come into my heart and show me the way. I want to live in eternity with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen. For the rest of you, I want to pray, and I want to let you know that you got to get something lit on the inside of you. There is a battle for souls out there. You might just say, I'm hype or I'm passionate. Yeah, you know what? I don't like when the devil messes with my friends. I don't like when I meet amazing people, and I can tell that the devil's been beating on them. See, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. It says this in John 10, 10. But Jesus came to give life and life to the full, life more abundantly. But you gotta believe in the first place. That's why God's called us all to prayer. We gotta, we gotta armor up. And I wanna tell you that you start to get passionate when you see people get set free, when people get delivered, when people get healed. I don't take it as a joke. God didn't send me up here to buy a house. That's a byproduct of me coming up here to preach the gospel of faith, hope, and love. Hey, while you're up here, bless yourself. And when we get all three pastors up here, guess what? We want to do great things with you. We want to join arm in arm with you to turn a city upside down for Jesus. There's freedom, I'm telling you. So everybody stand to your feet while I pray. Come on. We're going to break a ceiling off because I feel, I feel like there's some shackles that need to get broken in this place. If you had a dream in your heart that you want to get back on track, I want you to raise your hand. If you want to break a ceiling right now where you feel like there's been like this series the ceiling over you I want you to raise your hand that's an act of faith that's what that is it's not because I'm telling you it's just saying God I believe or maybe God I want to believe he's looking for faith right now heavenly father God you see every hand that's lifted in this house God I break that spirit of oppression off this house and God every believer with their hands raised God I ask for an anointing a touch from heaven God I thank you Lord that that same thing you've done in my life in business, in family, in kids, in all that I touch. God, you're doing right now. God, we impart the gifts. God, I thank you right now. I thank you for the greatest discipleship-making church in all of Salt Lake City. God, I thank you, Lord, that people will find a way to this house because it is a beacon of faith. It is a beacon of hope. It is a light to a city that so desperately needs Jesus. So God, I thank you right now. If any lie from the enemy any self-talk that we've programmed. 
I delete it right now in the name of Jesus. God, I say thank you right now that you're weeding the garden right now of things that were never meant to be in there right now. God, every thought, we take it captive that's not of you. And God, I imprint heaven on their mind. We rewire the plasticity of heaven on their mind right now. God, I thank you, Lord, that we want to live under an open heaven, that you'll show us the way. And as one person gets unlocked, another person gets unlocked, and another person gets unlocked. God, I thank you for your kingdom right now. We bring heaven to earth in the name of Jesus. And everybody said... Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.